Thank you for listening to City Church of Orlando podcast. We're bringing God's love to the city one person at a time. Led by Pastor Eugene Smith. For more information, check out our website at orlandocitychurch.com. with us this morning. City Church, would you give them a hand? Come on. We love you. We honor you. Good to see you. They, uh... They had their reunion yesterday, and they said, we want to come to church today. Come on, isn't that awesome? And so they're here with us today. Great to see you. My name is Glenn Wolf. I'm one of the pastors here at City Church. I know you're getting there to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. I'm not our lead pastor. Our lead pastor has been on a sabbatical for the summer, and he comes back in two weeks. Aren't you excited to have our pastors back with us? Come on. We're clapping a lot this morning. And uh, I'm probably more excited than anybody else that I've been back and excited to give him back the pulpit. And uh, I, I even more admire and honor what he does and uh, his, his leadership. And he's just amazing. All the pastors that we serve under. And uh, he'll be back in two weeks. We're excited about that. We are in our final installment, our final week of our series entitled, What Do You Have? And the tagline of this series has been very, very simple. You have exactly what you need to get to where God wants you to go. Right where you are, with exactly the circumstance that you are in, the season of life that you are in, I promise you, we've looked, kind of taken a journey throughout the Bible, that God has given you exactly what you need to get to your next step to where He wants you to go. So would you say this with me one last time? We're going to say this together. Repeat after me. Say, I have exactly what I need to get to where God wants me to go. Now, come on, this is the last time you're ever going to say this, probably. So let's say it real strong. I have exactly what I need. need. It's beautiful. To get to where God wants me to go. And we we looked at week one, just to fill you in if it's your first time guest. Week one, we looked at uh, the idea that what we have is not as important as who has us. And sometimes we get so kind of uh, paralyzed in our walk with Christ, in our journey with what Jesus wants to do in our life, because we look at what we have instead of focusing on looking at who has us. And so we looked at that. Week two, we looked at the fact that God is a mathematical genius, that our math doesn't have to add up as long as his math does. Amen. And we can live a life of faith. In week three, we looked at, we actually... You know, our tagline is you have exactly what you need to get to where God wants you to go. In week three, we discovered that we actually don't have exactly what we need to get to where God wants us to go. And that's why he sent us his Holy Spirit to do in us what we can't. The power, the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit. And this morning, I want to talk about God's amazing grace. God's amazing grace. Are you there? Second Timothy chapter one. Uh, I'm going to focus on chapter two, verse one, but I could not resist to just read some of the scripture today because I love uh, this book. I love uh, I love what Paul is doing here. He's writing to a young leader in Timothy. I can relate to Timothy. Uh, I find a lot of encouragement with Timothy. And uh, this is what he says in verse seven. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. You can say amen to that if you'd like to. You don't have to. It's a free country. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I am in prison for him. With the strength that God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. For God saved us and he called us to live a holy life. He did this, not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from the beginning of time. To show us his grace through Christ 
Jesus. Now go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. And the Bible says, then he looks at this young man and he says, Son, says you then my son, be strong in the grace. That is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace. I've entitled this message uh, this morning, Be Strong in the Grace. Would you look at your neighbor and just say, Would you be strong in your grace, honey? Would you be strong in your in the grace today? Let's pray together. Father, we love you. God, thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Illuminate the scriptures, Holy Spirit. And I ask that, God, what you've downloaded in my heart, download it in our church today. God, I pray that you would let these, these uh, words that I put on, this, on these pages in front of me leap off of this page and touch us forever, change us forever, change us so that we can change others. We love you. We give you all the glory. And everybody said, amen. Thank you, Pastor Tom. I, I love being married uh, to my wife. Uh, we've been married for almost five years now, and uh, many of you already know this, but she is uh, just going on 26 weeks pregnant, so we're excited about that journey in our life. Nervous, all the same thing. And, and so I actually knew my wife in sixth grade. So I knew her all the way back then. And basically from middle school to high school and then into college, she talked me into marrying her. And so I, uh, no, she didn't. Uh, and, and I knew her in sixth grade. So I, I've, we've been through some stages of life together. You know, we were at the friend stage. And, and then at some point, not during high school, uh, but after high school, we, we went into the dating stage. And, and then we went into the married stage. And now we're in the, oh, my goodness, my wife's pregnant stage. And, it, you know, it's amazing if you've uh, ever had a child or ever been in that season. Just things change, don't they? Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's very much, um, you know, just the places we go change. Uh, what we care about changes. I, there are things I never knew I needed to care about. Now I care about because I'm in this season of my life. There are, are buildings and facilities I never even knew existed that now I personally apparently need in my room in order to be a good parent. I, it's just a whole new world for me. In fact, uh, it really dawned on me we were going to Ikea, which is uh, all the way out there at Mall at Millennia. I don't know if you like Ikea or not, but we're, you know, we have to go check out not just one crib. We've got to check out every crib that's possible out there so we're going to ikea and i love ikea i just i love um it's big and yellow it just looks like a giant highlighter you know that you can walk in and and that just makes me excited just as a man there's so many living rooms and you can just chill wherever you want it's just fun let's go after service it'll be great and uh and so we're we're pulling into ikea and i don't know if you ever noticed this but they built some new buildings in front of ikea so you can't quite see it so i'm pulling in and all of a sudden, I find my wife staring over before Ikea, and I find myself staring over. And now there's all these maternity stores right in front of Ikea. I never knew they even existed. <laughs> now all of a sudden, people want my money that I didn't even know even were there. And not, on, not only do we care about things that, we never, that I never knew we needed to care about, my wife has cravings that, of, for food I never even knew existed. Uh, the latest is, um, is she loves... Uh, specifically, I don't know why, but Four Rivers, if you've never been there, you should go there. Four Rivers, French fries with ranch. Apparently they have some kind of ranch. She loves that. That's like her craving right now. Uh, not only that, uh, she, she's been uh, d making these secret I'm pregnant milkshakes that I didn't know about. Uh, let me explain it, and I'll explain this illustration. So I was thinking about this series and, and, and this specifically this message, and I wanted to use an illustration with a blender. So I was telling my wife about it, and all of a sudden she says, Oh, yeah, and by the way, I've been making secret milkshakes without you knowing. I'm like, so that's what was happening in my kitchen. I, every morning I would walk in, and I would see a blender that, that looked like somebody made a milkshake. And I thought, 
Well, I didn't make a milkshake. Who made the milkshake? You know, when did this happen? I went to bed at 10. I woke up at 6.30 or 7, and now this is here. How did this happen? You know, and next day, the same thing would happen until I found out that she was making, I'm, she was making secret, I'm pregnant milkshakes. And so the latest uh, pregnant milkshake that she's been having is uh, chocolate ice cream, vanilla ice cream, strawberry ice cream, milk, um, and grenadine. And she just mixes it together and makes some type of chocolate. I don't even know if that even sounds good, but apparently she loves it. Hey, whatever she wants, you know, she gets. And, uh, you know, I, I think this is very much how she did not go to McDonald's or go to anywhere. She made a unique milkshake. I, I think this is very much kind of a good picture of what God does with us when it comes to his grace. When it comes to his grace. Now, I want to explain this. Uh, this, this is a ninja, all right? This is a, a ninja right here. This represents your life. Okay, you are officially a ninja. Welcome. Uh, congratulations. I'll knight you after service. And so, uh, so you're a ninja, and uh, this represents your life. And there's a couple of different categories that you have in your life today that's unique to you. First of all, we have personalities and attitudes. You have personalities that you know uh, are your type of personalities. There's certain chick flicks that you find funny. There's certain war movies that you love. There's certain, uh, you just have tendencies that you have tendencies to. That is your personality. You have certain attitudes. That is your, that, that is you. So I'm going to go and throw that into your blender of life. Wow. How did I miss that? That's impressive. I won't put it back in there. Next, we have uh, circumstances. You have circumstances in your ninja life, right where you are in your season. If you're a college student, you have certain circumstances that are right in front of you. You have a family circumstances, your house, your apartment, your, maybe you're transitioning homes. It doesn't make a difference. There are circumstances that are in your life. Yes? Can I put it in? Okay, are we good? Y'all with me? Next, next I'm going to talk about we have sin. The Bible says, uh, John, John tells us that if we say we're without sin, that we make God out to be a liar. And God's grace has covered our sin. We never want to sin ever again through the power of the Holy Spirit. But the truth is that we are going to sin in our lives. And so that is also a part. And I personally don't like berries. So that's why, uh, that's why I decided to make berries sin. So am I in agreement? We all make mistakes. Next, next we have fears and failures. This is a part of your your blended life, right? You have fears, there are certain failures, there's mistakes that you've made in life. It's just the truth when it comes to what you have. And so I'm going to go ahead and put this ice cream in here. Oh, yeah. Next we have, what's this one? Faith and victories. We have, you have faith and victories. And the longer that you've been a believer, you probably have seen more victories, not just naturally, but spiritually in your life. And so there is faith, there is victories uh, that, that is exciting, and it's added to your life. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and, well, I'm not going to add all that. I'm going to add this little bit here, a little bit of milk here. And then lastly, God adds his grace to you. I love strawberry syrup. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, did I just put it on my iPad? That's incredible. He adds his grace to you. And so let me, let me go ahead. Can I blend this up just for a second? Y'all with me? Now y'all are hungry. Here we go. Let's see if I can get... There you go. There you go. And voila. Put that there. Hopefully it's going to stay. Got a little bit of something here, a little bit. Of, oh, yeah, I got some fruitiness. Get that one. Let's see here. Where are my ushers at? You guys want this? Come on, ushers. We talked about it earlier. 
Come on, Mike. Hey, can you give it up for all of our usher teams serving every week? We love you. Here you go. You see where Lee is, don't you? Where is Lee? I don't know. <laughs> and now, now, let me just paint this picture for you. God takes what you have. He takes your circumstances. He takes your fears, your failures, your personalities, your, your victories. He takes your sin. And He graces you to do what you can't. He graces you to do what you can't, which is the very definition of grace. It is unmerited, undeserved favor, period. There's no works about it. Now, after His grace, we do works for God, but we do not do works to get to God. It is absolutely the grace of God. And Paul is speaking to Timothy, and he's saying, be strong in the grace. Be strong in the grace in your life. Which brings me to point number one today. That I, and there, we don't even need to get to another point today. We could just stay right here, which is this. He graces you and I with salvation. Come on. I love it. Woo. I'm, I'm up here receiving communion with my church family, almost in tears, just realizing that I don't deserve this. We don't deserve to be living right now. Church, never take that for granted. He graces us with salvation. The Bible says it like this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. The Bible says, For by grace you are saved. Through faith. Grace is God's part. Faith is our part. And he says, And that not of yourself. This is the gift of God. Look, not of works. Lest any man should boast. We don't work to God. We simply receive His grace in our lives. Is it not just amazing? Be strong in that grace. Be strong in that grace. Why is my iPad freaking out? I think it is. It's incredible. There we go. Be strong in that grace. Second thing I want to, I want to tell you about. He graces you with His Spirit and with spiritual gifts. That word grace in the Greek is charis. Which can stem to a couple other Greek words that are very important to us. First of all, charismata and charism could all be kind of thrown all into the same, in the same pool. We see the word charis used over 170 times in the New Testament. And charismata or charismatic is where we get the, the connotation of spiritual gifts. It is a gift that God gives us. It's a grace gift for your life. He doesn't just grace you with salvation. He doesn't just cover your sins. He gifts you to be able to do what, what you can't in your own. He graces each one of us with spiritual gifts. He's going to gift you with gifts of faith. He's going to give you the spiritual gift of wisdom, of healing, of discernment, of administration. The list could go on and on and on of, of miracles. He's going to give you the, the gift of generosity. In fact, if you want to look up some of the gifts later... That you can find them in three different passages of Scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, and Ephesians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, and Ephesians chapter 4. God will take your weaknesses. You don't have faith, and God has a calling for you that's beyond your faith. Well, what is He going to do? He's going to gift you by His grace with the spiritual gift of faith. You find yourself, you, you want to do great things for God, or you want to give a bunch of money to missions, and you find yourself not being able to do it. Well, what happens? He gifts you with generosity. And then He anoints you to be able to do it. 
He graces you with his spirit and with spiritual gifts. People would say, you know, I, I talked to somebody this week and they said, well, how do spiritual gifts work when it comes in times of tragedy? How does that, how does that work? I would say this. I think, I think spiritual gifts are more, I'm going to use the word manifested, which just make, simply means they're more prevalent, they're more known to us in moments of tragedy and adversity. In fact, I think in the book of Acts, the reason why we see so many people operating in the spiritual gifts is because they were under persecution. And in the moments of weakness is where God brought his spiritual gifts to bring glory to his name, first of all, and to build up the body of Christ. Is that not amazing? He gifts you, he graces you with spiritual gifts. And the third thing I want to tell you this is that his grace is unique to you. This is the moment where we can all be encouraged, and now this needs to get personal to you. His grace is unique to you. His grace is unique to you. His grace is unique to you. He is going to do something. Your blender looks like nobody else's blender, does it? Your personalities, your traits, what you've done, your fears and failures, etc. God is going to grace you exactly where you are. It is unique to you. Romans chapter 12 says it like this. We have different gifts according to the what? Given to each of us. It says, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. It says, if it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's, a, if it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, let's do it cheerfully. Your grace is unique to you. And listen, you've got to stay and be strong in your, grace, in, in your grace. I want to prove it to you. Worship team, can you guys come up as fast as you can? Come on, would you run up here real fast? Can you give our worship team a hand? Come on. All right. Assume positions, men. Okay, now I want you guys to play a song. Uh, whatever, what song are you going to play? Res Power. Res Power. I like that. Sounds cool. <laughs> instrument you know and I want you to try that song again let's do it oh yeah we're gonna get at them now they always sound real good don't they yeah we're gonna better pull out your phones and let's put it on the Facebook all right now let's get into positions now you have to play okay you have to play you cannot sit there and not play I'm gonna count to three and I want you to go all right you ready here we go you want to count it with me one two three go That's enough. That's enough. We've done good. Could you give them a hand? They did a great job. 
there's graces for each one of them that's unique to them. Right? Right? And so, isn't this, isn't this kind of what, this is almost a really good word picture of what God does with us. Can you see if you can figure this thing out? It's going crazy. I'm screaming at me. It's a very good word picture of what God does with us. And we are the team of Christ. We're the body of Christ. He's going he's gonna to grace you for exactly where we are. We don't need 10 acoustic players up here today, did we? We needed everybody in various forms doing what God has created them to do. I want to highlight some all-stars in our church today. And I know I could, I, could, I could brag on so many people in our church, but I just want to give you a few. Would you put that first uh, picture up there? I want you guys to meet Jen Erskine. Jen Erskine is a preschool teacher at our City Kids Academy. She is graced to be a preschool teacher in this season of her life. She is amazing. Amazing. She does an amazing job with kids. I could never do what she does. It is absolutely amazing. Would you go to the next person? This is David Stewart. David Stewart's a good friend of mine. He is a store manager at, at, at uh, one of the largest cell phone companies uh, in America. And he is one of the number one store managers in the whole country right now. And he's at our church. He is doing a phenomenal job. In fact, he was just telling me two weeks ago. He said, Pastor Glenn, this is crazy. One of the ladies from, the, from another store wanted to shadow him. She looked him in the eye and said, I'm going to figure out how you guys are unethical and cheating because the numbers don't add up. And, and then his boss came to her and said, listen, you don't, this is secular world. This isn't like, they're not a bunch of Christians, all right? He said, no, you don't understand. This guy's a man of God. There's, there's, no, there's no fudging numbers there. He's the real deal. That's, that's a guy right in our church doing a phenomenal job. Incredible storm. Being in the grace that God's given him. Go ahead and go to the next one. This is Dennis Crater. He's an amazing car mechanic. I personally wanted him to be in this, in, in this, uh, in this uh, slew of pictures because I am horrible with working on cars. And so I love men that are operating in their grace, just like Dennis Crater has a great attitude. Just incredible, incredible man of God. Would you go to the next one? Pastor Eugene, our very own lead Pastor Eugene. Come on. He is an amazing pastor. Gifted communicator. He's a visionary, an incredible husband to his, to, to his wife. He's raising up two champions. He is an amazing pastor. He is doing, he is staying in the grace that God has called him for. We're so thankful for him. Go ahead and go to the next one. Kim Jones. I wanted to pick on her. Kim Jones is our administrative assistant here at City Church. She does a remarkable job. She has organized so many things. She's an incredible editor. She is just phenomenal. All the behind-the-scenes stuff that nobody really ever sees, this church does not function without Kim Jones. She's in a season of her life right now where she's given everything she can. She may not always be in this season of life, but right now she's got to be strong in the grace that God has given her. Go ahead, let's go to the next one. I can do this all day. Bridget Walters, she was in first service. She's a high school teacher at Seminole High School. Not only is she a high school teacher, she was the high school teacher of the year this year at Seminole High School. And she teaches science and makes it fun. I could never do that. I can barely even spell science. She is amazing. We got to take her out. And, and, uh, and you just, I talked to my kid, our students. I said, no, no, give me the real deal on Miss Bridget. Is she, you know, is she the... And she said, no, man, she is amazing, an amazing teacher, woman of God here every single week. It's just amazing what God has done in Bridget. Go ahead and go to the next one. This is Marcus Goss. Of course, Marcus is the one in the back, not in the front. That's his daughter. 
Marcus Goss is a, is a, is a business owner. He owns a construction company. He, has, he employs dozens and dozens of people that now can, can provide for their families, that now can, can actually tithe, that now can, can, can give back to, this, to society and to our community because of one man stepping out and starting, to, starting a business. He gives generously to this church. He, he is on our advisory team to our, to our, to our, our pastor. He's an amazing man of God. Go, go, go to the next one. Diana Dunn, she's all the way to your right. She's an amazing grandma. She's a part of our City Sages team, and, and we love her so much. And I, I really, I felt like this picture was such a good picture because it just represents kind of the lineage that's happened throughout her life. And that's her, that's her granddaughter in the middle in the white dress marrying our old worship leader, which is Ethan Fowler. And they're doing an amazing job. She's an incredible grandma right in the grace and season of her life. It's awesome. Go ahead go to the next one. Daniel Belay. Daniel Belay is our chef here at City Church, and he's retired, and he is doing an amazing job. Some people know this, but he actually cooked in the White House when he was serving as a chef. And now in his retired time, he serves right here at City Church. He cooked breakfast for all of our members, which we had about maybe 15 members uh, come, come be a part of the church yesterday. Come on, our church is growing. Isn't that exciting? And uh, Daniel Belay, the serving, being in the grace that God's given him. And I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful for his food. It's just awesome. Who's next? Rich Santos just started coming to our church just a few months ago. And uh, Rich is a police officer right here in Seminole County protecting our streets, going uh, where many of us don't want to go, and uh, doing an incredible job. His kid is in our youth ministry. He took off Monday and Friday because he, he cares about kids so much, and he drove kids down to camp so that we had 50, over 50 kids go to youth camp this year. Well, they didn't get there without Rich Santos. Just being a servant, just being awesome, amazing. And uh, lastly, we have a high school student, Ashley Poole. This girl, I've seen her grow up since sixth grade, all the way, she's almost graduating high school, and she went from this introverted girl, and now she literally, she, not only is she outgoing and preaching the gospel on her campus, but she's actually going to what we call Fine Arts Nationals, which is happening in two weeks here in Orlando with our Assemblies of God. She's one of the finalists. She's actually going to be preaching uh, in front of maybe thousands and thousands of people, and, and, and she gets great grades. She's a godly girl doing great things. She better be studying right there. It's probably what she has. It's probably a Bible and a math book. That's what it should be. And uh, doing an amazing job. That's Ashley Poole. Can we give our, these people a hand? Come on. And I could bring every single one of you up here, and we could do the same thing. God has uniquely graced you. Be strong in that grace. And I just wanted to give you this encouragement. Build on the grace that you have been given. Build on the grace that God has apportioned to you. I want to give you some scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 says, By the grace God has given me, I am going to lay a foundation. And I'm a wise builder. That's basically what he's saying there. And someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. Every single one of you need to build with care the grace that God has for you. If you're a car mechanic, be the best car mechanic you can be. 
If you're working at Walmart, be the best Walmart employee. Honor God with your life. Honor God with right where you are. If you're an assistant to somebody, be the best assistant you possibly could be. If you're a store manager, be the best store manager you can be. If you're a business owner, be the best business owner. I pray multiplication over your business so that you can buy us a bigger building because we need one. Come on, somebody. Wherever you are, if if you're a high school teacher, be a high school teacher. If you're a preschool teacher, be a preschool teacher. If you're a high school, I don't know about you, but I get so frustrated with our with our middle school and high schoolers because they want to grow up so fast. I'm like, just be strong in the grace that God's given you right there. Don't try to put on somebody else's grace. Just be strong in the grace. Can I give you some scripture here? First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Look at this. Go, go on to Colossians chapter, I believe it's maybe chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17 says, whatever you do, do it in word or deed. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So here's my practical encouragement to you today. Number one is this. Don't compare. Stop comparing. Stop comparing your wife. Stop comparing your home. Stop comparing your car. Stop comparing your spiritual gifts towards somebody else's spiritual gifts. Be strong in your grace. If you're comparing, it's wrong. It's just wrong. And we need to come before God and say, God, forgive me for comparing to anybody else. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor you with what you've given me. How many of y'all know what I'm I have a 55-inch TV in my house. It's a pretty big TV, honestly. I go to Best Buy, and now my TV seems so small, doesn't it? Back in the day, it was, it was, it was incredible. And I was okay until I put myself in that environment where now I, all of a sudden I found myself realizing that, man, I need to put my TV in my bathroom. It's so small. I need to get an 80-inch, you know, whatever. Listen, just stay in your grace. I got a great TV. I don't need to spend money on that. I should give the money to missions or something. Don't compare. Second thing I want to tell you is this. Know your season. Know your season. If you're, a, if you're I, I, our, our children's pastor, Pastor Kristen, she's over there doing an amazing job. She has four kids under the age of eight. She's in a season. <laughs> you better believe. She does not get any time to herself. We talk about it all the time. Hey, you know what? She is such a... An encouragement to me because she always has a phenomenal attitude because she knows, hey, my little ones aren't always going to be this little, and this is my season. And so I'm going to honor God with the season right where I'm at, and he's going to grace me to be able to be a great mom to four little ones acting like hyenas running all over the place. Right? If you're, if you're a high school teacher, quit trying to be the principal. Just, just be right where you are and allow God to raise you up. And I'm not talking about don't have dreams and visions. That comes in your prayer time with God. But don't try to conjugate it on your own and then say, hey, God, would you bless this? Instead, just, just, just be right where you are. Be strong in that grace. Paul's telling Timothy here, listen, young man, just be strong with that. Be strong right where you are. And the last thing that's not up there that I wanted to tell you is just stay in your sweet spot. Stay in your sweet spot. Pastor Tom is a phenomenal keyboard player. I know how to play keyboard. I know how to play a few instruments. I cannot play the keys like him. That's his sweet spot. And and everybody has a sweet spot in different seasons of your life because God is going to grace you all the way. I want to conclude with just saying this. If this message leaves you here thinking greater about yourself and the same about God, then you've missed the message of grace. If you walk out of here going, man, I'm awesome, and you think the same about God, you've missed it. I pray that this message would leave you in awe of his goodness, in all of his salvation, in all of the fact that he's going to gift you where you're weak. 
and all of the fact he's going to take what you have and he's going to grace you to do what you can. Because can I tell you, the grace that flows freely to you came at an immense price. Let's, let's, not, let's, let's not take that for granted. Jesus died for you. He did not deserve it. Absolutely did not deserve it. Church, we need to honor that. We don't take advantage of grace, as Paul says in Romans 6. We honor it. We cherish it. Cherish these times in services. Cherish these times in church. Cherish the early mornings when you can get up a few minutes early before the kids get going and you can just spend a few minutes in this grace. Cherish those times with your kids, that season of life where they're still with you. You've got to cherish it. We've got to honor it. Cherish the, the moments where you get to get in front of a worship team that leads you live. You don't have to put on a CD. You don't have to put on a candle. You've got a whole worship team here. Man, get on, in here on Sunday morning and just get before His presence. Just thank Him for His grace. Let's be strong in the grace. You have exactly what you need to get to where God wants you to go because His grace will get you there. Amen? If we stand to our feet all across this place and bow our heads and close our eyes, we still have a few minutes left in this message. I told you I've been trying to get done about 10 minutes early so that we could just take a moment and respond in each one of our services. I want to be a responsive church. I don't want to just be downloaded on. I want, I want us to have a moment to respond before we get into the rest of our, of our day today. Every head bowed, every eye closed all across this place. And I've got a really simple question that I've been asking every single week. It's this. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is God speaking to you? Today you've heard me preach. You've been in a worship gathering. We've received communion together. What is God saying to you? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody looking around. This is just not a time to look outward, but a time to look inward. What is God speaking to you? It could have nothing to do with my message. That's the beauty of Him. He might be challenging you to forgive somebody. He might be challenging you to take a step of faith. What is God speaking to you? Can we bring some of the house lights down just so that nobody feels like they're looking at everybody else. What is God speaking to you? I have prayer partners that are coming up here in the front. And like I said, we still have about seven or eight more minutes on the clock to be out at exactly the right time. I simply want to give these last seven or eight minutes over to you. And I want to, I want, I want to just say very, very simply, we want to pray with you. I don't know what you might be going through. Today, you might, you might need direction in your life. Today, you might be in a, in a season of change. Today, you might need healing in your body. Today, uh, you, 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 might, you might have just uh, gone through a tragedy and you just need somebody to pray with you. I, I don't know what you might be going through, uh, but I, but I want to create an environment where you can come forward and receive prayer from our prayer partners. You say, well, but they don't even know exactly what I'm going through. That's okay. We're just going to come in agreement by faith that God is going to meet you exactly where you are. So I'm going to just count to three very, very simply. And if that's you, the, the, the band's going to play very, very lightly so you can still hear the people that are praying over you. And if you want to receive prayer for anything today, I want to give you the last few minutes to do that. And if not, we're just going to, we're going to uh, stand and we're going to respond to God in worship. If you're in this room, you need prayer for anything today, I want you to come on the count of three. One, two, three. If that's you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. For more information, contact us at orlandocitychurch.com.